0: to the Recruiting Guy podcast. This is Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, com. This week's uh, edition is going to be probably a shorter version than what we've had the last uh, couple of times, but uh, just go over some of the top stories this week in recruiting and just uh, also kind of preview a little bit of the uh, Arkansas Rice game. Uh, I do have somebody lined up uh, for the next podcast. I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy. He's a well-known person, but I think the subject's going to be pretty interesting. But uh, anyway, probably the biggest news this week was uh, former Little Rock Central guard Bryson Warren deciding to turn pro and and sign with uh, Overtime Elite Professional League. Uh, It's a new league that uh, will start, I I guess, in the fall. I'm still learning about the league myself, and I think a lot of people are being educated about it because of what happened yesterday when it was announced that Bryson signed with uh, Overtime Elite. He would have been going into his junior year at Link Prep Academy in Branson. He played last year at Little Rock Central. You know, we'll kind of do the pros and cons of this decision. We're seeing new things in sports, especially amateur sports right now. And I I think for some people, it's very uncomfortable. And for some, it's a welcome addition. You know, with Bryson being, uh, like I said, would have been going into his junior year going pro, he's going to be able to make some money. The league minimum is $100,000 which is, uh, you know, obviously quite a bit of money for for a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old young man. Evidently, he's the 20th kid that they've signed for the new league. They plan to sign 24 and have three different teams. They'll compete against some prep schools, some academies, and some international teams. The backing, I, another thing that you, you realize when you do a little bit of – background on Overtime Elite, the backing, financial backing is very impressive. Some some, some well-known NBA players and business people have uh, invested. Uh, obviously, they're going to want to return in, in time. How they get that return? I guess we'll we'll see the, how the business model works uh, in the future. But let's let's uh, let's talk about the pros for uh, Bryson. And number one, let's also hit hit on this. Uh, a lot of people think, okay, he's bypassing high school, as far as you know, a traditional high school to play basketball. He's bypassing college because once he signs the contract, he's ineligible to go to college in the future. But overtime Elite will uh, give the uh, players. And there's several players in his class that have signed uh, with Overtime Elite. We'll offer online classes and tutoring for the players to graduate uh, from high school. And they'll also uh, include uh, life skills which includes financial advice, social media, media training, mental health and wellness, and several other things. So a lot of people think he's just skipping high school and not getting an education. Now he's going to get an education, not the traditional education of uh, going to a school and interacting with kids his age. He, he'll obviously interact with uh, guys his age, but it won't be in a, in a school setting. So that's, uh, that's, that's obviously a little different. The pros... He's gonna he's gonna be making a hundred k minimum, and plus they're gonna be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness for his jerseys and uh, other ways of making money. So, I how much money will he make? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, I, from what I understand, at least it was reported, that Khalil Ware from North Florida Rock was offered a two year contract worth nine hundred thousand dollars by overtime, a minimum of hundred thousand. So, uh, the numbers may leak out in the future, but. Uh, The other pros, I mean, he's going to be exposed to uh, evidently some very knowledgeable basketball mentors, coaches. So it's not going to be like uh, he's not going to have any quality coaching. The financial backing is so impressive that what they have uh, to offer, talking about overtime, they're going to they're going to do this right. And they're gonna. I'm sure there's a lot of things that we don't know that the, that it's part of the process that was sold to uh, Bryson and his parents. And I promise you, Bryson's family was very educated about this before making the decision. Some parents would disagree with this. Some parents agree with this. I've I've had uh, had somebody uh, tweet to me yesterday. Will this be a trend? I tend to think so. But at the same time, Bryson and other guys that are going to be a part of the the league this year, all eyes are going to be on how they develop and and how they progress. Do they make it to the next level? What's their income? Things of that nature. There's going to be some winners and losers out of this. There's going to be some guys that sign and don't. Don't make it to the NBA. Obviously, that's that's the end game for all these guys. They want to get to the NBA, but there's going to be some successes too. So I think a lot of parents go, uh, going forward, some future parents thinking about this and kids, they're going to have to look at the uh, the track record of uh, of overtime elite and, and see how these guys are successful and how they're not successful. Uh, and time will tell there. One of the things that uh, I think that's a plus for, for Bryson, the Competition is, is going to be on a different level. Obviously, he was going to a, a well-known prep school, but uh, the competition that he's going to be facing in this league is going to be a big-time elite. And you're talking about some of the top prospects in the nation, the 23 class, and some of the world's best international players. So the competition is going to be great. Coaching is going to be very good. It seems like if you look at the OverTime Elite uh, website, they they've got everything covered. So I don't think there's really any anything that looks like a red flag that is just an obvious uh, issue for, for kids and parents thinking about the, this option. But what are the cons? And, and you saw some of the, the cons on Twitter, some saying he's going to mess two of the best years of his life as far as going to high school, interacting with some of his classmates, his teammates. Now he's going straight into a professional-type setting. And if you don't produce, obviously it's going to be a rude awakening. But at the same time, it's a good training for him because he's going to to be advanced because he's going to be in a professional setting. He's going to know how professional basketball is, is ran and what's expected and those expectations, you have to meet them on the next level. Or if you're, you're not going to be on the team, you're not going you're gonna, to you're not going to make the cut. You're not going to have a long career. You have to be professional in every way, uh, off the court, on the court. Your play is going to have to be uh, top notch. But again, uh, some of the people that are anti this would say he's going to miss two of the best years of his life. Some would say that's too much pressure for a young man at his age. I will say Bryson is a very mature young man. How he handles this, only time will tell. I, I tend to think that he'll, he'll, he'll do well. I think he's he's had a good training at home, and uh, I think he's so focused on what he wants to do basketball-wise, and ultimately the, the end game, the goal is the NBA, and there's no doubt that uh, he, he'll be focused on that, I think. I mean, only time to tell. But uh, that that's uh, just a few thoughts on uh, Bryson and going, going pro, and I think, uh, again, you're going to have a lot of people look at, see what he and the other guys that have signed, how they progress over the next few years, and that will determine – you know, how other parents and, and prospects uh, coming up will uh, look at the league and the option of maybe going uh, going pro early. But it's obviously a different world. It, one last thing, this name, image, and likeness for college athletes could not have come at a better time because of the professional league. Some of these guys might have been able to go to college and make as much or more off their name, image, and likeness because we've seen a couple of guys, you know, with the Ohio State freshman quarterback, supposedly pulling in uh, about a million dollars or at least endorsements worth about a million dollars. And then uh, the Alabama freshman quarterback supposedly going to be pulling in about a million dollars, you know, in endorsements. So some people are thinking this is, you know, this is the end for top prospects, top 10, top 15, top 20 guys maybe going to uh, college. I'm not so sure about that because I I think uh, the name, image, and likeness kind of evens things out for the college basketball and programs. Let's uh, let's also kind of hit on uh, the ESPN rankings were updated earlier this week. Nick Smith was elevated from the number 35 prospect in the nation to number 6. He was a 4 star, now he's a 5 star. Number 6 overall in the nation. That, That was a huge jump and you expect a jump, but not so sure I was expecting that big of a jump. According to ESPN, if you look at his ranking, He's the highest ranked in-state prospect that Arkansas has ever, ever produced. According to ESPN rankings, the, the next previous highest was Bobby Portis in 2013 at number 16. And Nick uh, came out earlier this week and uh, said that uh, he would not be going pro, so he will go the college route. He's going to be making an official visit to Kentucky this weekend and Arkansas the following weekend for the Texas football weekend. That that was huge news, and, and you got to be happy for Nick. Uh, that That's uh, you get in the top 10 of uh, of the rankings that's uh, that is truly truly elite i mean he was uh, he was pretty elite uh, even at 35 but uh, you get in the top 10 that that's a different level razorback target and espn five star jordan walsh from uh Southern California Academy. Who He, he, uh, he played at Oak Cliff Late Faith Family Academy as a junior, but he, he's attending Southern California Academy uh, his senior year. He officially visited Arkansas, TCU, and Oklahoma in June. He'll be visiting Arizona, Texas, and Kansas this month. But he jumped from uh, number 10 to number 7, so uh, good news for Jordan. He made a huge jump uh, in the previous uh, updated rankings and went from a four-star to a five-star. Uh, the three Arkansas basketball commitments are top 100 prospects, according to Paul Benincarty and ESPN. Darian Ford is, uh, comes in at number 69. He was at number 58 in the previous rankings. Small forward Barry Dunning from Mobile, Alabama was number 70. Now he's number 77. Moralton guard Joseph Pinion uh, wasn't ranked in the top 100. Now he's number, no, number 95. So uh, that's impressive. Good news and, and congratulations to uh, Joseph Pinion. Uh, Let's go over uh, tomorrow's game uh, with uh, Arkansas and Rice, the expectations. I think if you're a fan what what do you want to see? I think for the most part you want to see a team that fair, you know dominates fairly well against Rice even though Rice is a pretty decent squad but still if you're if you're an SEC team you should be able to handle Rice uh, by 2-3 touchdowns at least you would think. You want to see a, a much improved defense. That is a must for Arkansas to be able to keep climbing the ladder in the SEC. Everything I've heard uh, from fall camp From people that I respect, say this defensive line is much, much improved. Could it be a middle-tier type uh, defensive line? Based on some of the conversations I've had with people, I say yes. But we'll find out over the next uh, few weeks. In order for for you to have that type of uh, feeling after the Rice game, you'd like to see them dominate the line of scrimmage. Limit them in the rushing game. Get some pressure on the quarterback. Get a few sacks because obviously going, in the SEC, going into the SEC and, and, and even next week against Texas, the competition is going to be elevated. So you want to be able to see some promise if you're a if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan about the defense being able to hold their own and and, and dominate a team that they they should in, in a normal year dominate and be able to uh, kind of set the tone and and, and give. Uh, the offense opportunities. Offensively, you want to see at least 30 points. I've said, I think Arkansas can win six, seven games and that's only, only if they get a good quarterback play. K.J. Jefferson has to complete 60% of his passes or more. He has to elevate his completion rate for Arkansas to be able to have a, a pretty good season and go to a bowl game. I think they're capable of that because I think the offensive line is going to be obviously improved because you're returning so many guys in a year of maturity there. I think Ricky Stromberg is set up to have a great season at center. Uh, running backs, you got Traylon Smith who was obviously uh, SEC quality last year. You want to see that. But what do you have behind him? Rocket Sanders is the number two running back for Arkansas. Let's see what he, he what he does. Does he give you uh, uh, somewhat of a home run threat that uh, maybe Traylon's Line, obviously very productive, but I'm not so sure he's a guy that's going to go 80 yards on a fairly, uh, I'm not going to say regular basis, but I'm not so sure he can go 80 yards uh, very often. If you're Arkansas, you need... A running back or you need a receiver that's capable of giving you some big plays I, I call them cheap touchdowns because you go 70, 80 60 yards what have you and score in one or two plays in a, in a series, that just makes uh, things so much easier for the offense. You don't have to have the, so many sustained drives, especially against the stiffer competition that you're gonna have in the SEC. I think minimum of 30 points, like I said earlier, is what Arkansas fans will wanna see. If you get up around 40, I think that gives them a lot of confidence, But the key is, is all, it's all on K.J. Jefferson's uh, shoulders. If he completes 50% or less of his passes, it could be a, a long season. Uh, I would say five wins or less if that happens. But uh, if he completes 60% and protects the ball, doesn't turn the ball over very often, they can, they can win six or seven. Seven at the max. Anyway, that's, uh, that's today's uh, podcast, the Recruiting Guy podcast. Like I said earlier, next podcast, we're going to have a, a pretty well-known Arkansan. And we're going to hit on a subject that, like I said earlier, that, that I, I've been thinking about that I think you, you'll find interesting. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.